Welcome to WBC Radio, your no bullshit resource to help you build the brand, business, and life of your wildest dreams. I'm Lo, your host and the founder and creative director of Wild Branding Co. And here at WBC, we break things down into two categories, self-mastery and skill mastery, which means you can expect topics ranging from womb work to shadow work to energy healing, right alongside branding, marketing, digital design, sales, everything that you need to be successful in the new paradigm and all with the same main intent to support you in co-creating and manifesting everything you've ever wanted. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to be epic. Let's get started. Hello, love, and welcome back to another episode of WBC Radio. I'm your host, Lo, founder and creative director of Wild Branding Co., here to remind you of your innate ability to create the business, life, and brand of your wildest dreams, and then equip you with the skills, knowledge, and awareness to actually go out and do it. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube, then yes, I am in my bed. <laughs> I was going to go over and sit at my desk and, you know, be quote unquote, a professional and all these things. But I was like, I just don't fucking want to. So here we are. I'm sitting in my bed. I'm recording this podcast. Uh, I don't have anything to set my mic on. So I'm actually holding my mic in my hand and it's all good. It's all freaking good because we're just rolling with what feels good today. And this is what feels good. And I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. I have such a juicy topic, something that I feel really passionate about, really well-versed in, and uh, I'm just excited to dive in with you. So let's, let's get to the juice, okay? Shall we get to the juice? So the title of this podcast is The Practical Magic of Scaling Your Business to Six Figures. Now, I want to say in the very first episode of this podcast, I shared with you how I simultaneously built and destroyed a six-figure business in the years 2020, 2021. And uh, it's, it's a very interesting story. I'm not going to uh, you know, minimize, uh, or dilute the story at all by like giving you a little snapshot here. I'm going to invite you to go and listen to the very first episode. It's not the trailer, but the very first episode of WBC radio. And you can hear the whole story, the five greatest lessons that I learned from it, all of that. Um, but I have like, I've done this. I have literally built and then again, <laughs> destroyed uh, a six figure business and Having done that and now being in the process of rebuilding yet again, I uh, have a perspective that I think is unique. Well, maybe it's not necessarily unique, but it's just the way that I phrase it. Uh, I think it really is all about mastering this concept of practical magic. Okay. Now I want to preface by saying I am a woo-woo queen. Okay. Spirituality, magic, woo-woo witchy shit all my jam, hundred percent, my jam. And I also really appreciate science, specifically the science behind the spiritual, the magical, the woo woo witchy shit that I love, right? My human brain really needed this science piece to be able to buy into how truly miraculous life is, right? I needed to understand the science. And if you're interested in learning what I essentially call the science of spirituality, then read the book by, well, consume anything by Joe Dispenza, but the book um, Becoming Supernatural is really what did it for me. And it, it truly is the science behind 
uh, spirituality and, and understanding quantum physics, quantum mechanics, understanding epigenetics and, you know, our, our vibration, understanding it beyond like this very, uh, kind of surface level. Oh, be high vibe. Like there's so much more to it. Um, so I'm just going to invite you into doing your own research and, and kind of diving into that because it is a very vast topic. Uh, it's very vast. There's a lot to learn. Um, it can be overwhelming, but it is honestly the most empowering kind of, um, like, uh, what, what, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? Like the, I am 100% drawing a blank, but like this body of knowledge, this body of, of awareness, uh, it's the most empowering, uh, body of, an, of, oh my goodness, you guys, I'm not even going to edit this out. This is real life. <laughs> it's been the most empowering body of knowledge that I have encountered and integrated into my own experience. So very, very much, uh, advocate for that. But, um, you know, I tried for a really long time, uh, to just be super masculine in my approach to business and honestly to life. Um, and it didn't work. Right. I ended up with a whole lot of quote unquote doing right. Like I was doing my face off. Okay. Like <laughs> I, the first business coach that I ever hired on our first call, we hopped on. She was like, Logan, I don't mean to like sound mean or rude or anything like that, but why the fuck are you even hiring me? Like you do more in your day than I could ever even imagine. Like, why could you possibly need me? And at the time I laughed, now I look back and I can see I was a pro at the doing, right? I had mastered the masculine. Actually, it was like this um, kind of almost this wounded masculinity that I was uh, expressing outwardly. I was really good at the doing, but I was absolute garbage at the being, right? The feeling. Uh, so I ended up with a whole lot of doing and not a ton of results. Uh, I was burnt out and exhausted with literally nothing to show for it. No one was joining my programs. Nothing was selling. Nothing was happening despite all of my, you know, very, very relentless doing. So then I swung the pendulum in the opposite direction, literally stopped all doing, <laughs> got real feminine with my approach, which basically resulted in, interestingly enough, the same exact thing. Uh, I wasn't really doing anything. Uh, but I was still experiencing the same level of burnout, exhaustion, and frustration this time, not from physical exertion, but from mental exertion. I was mentally and emotionally exhausted from the guilt and shame that naturally come from a lack of progress and forward momentum. All right. And I think that's something that doesn't get discussed a lot. I also think it's a, a great source of great, not in a good way, but great in like a very vast way of a lot of the widespread uh, issues with depression and anxiety. Right. We do not currently live in a culture that uh, tells us to go out and pursue our highest self, our best self. Right. Uh, a pursuit of excellence is not what is pushed on us. Right. By our culture, by the media, by the government, whatever that's not what's pushed on us. We're not encouraged to go out and challenge ourselves. We're not encouraged to go out and do hard shit. We're encouraged to YOLO and slow down and rest and do that. Don't push, don't work too hard. Don't do it too, don't do too much, right? Like that's what we're told to do. And yeah, that's important, right? Rest is important. Um, slow li living a little bit slower is important. Tuning into the self, uh, aligning to the intuition. All of these things are important. And 
It's also important that we push ourselves. And it's also important that we consciously and intentionally and consistently get outside and beyond our comfort zone. All of these things are also important. And those, those more masculine qualities of pushing ourselves and stretching ourselves and challenging, those are the things that ultimately lead to an experience of progress and motion and momentum and forward movement, right? And I, it's been my personal lived experience that when I'm not feeling like I'm moving forward and not from this place of, oh my gosh, I need to achieve like clinging to outcomes, but just feeling like I'm growing as a human, which is spoiler alert, guys, we're supposed to fucking grow. We're supposed to fucking expand. We're supposed to fucking become better. That's why we incarnated here. If we were already perfect, why the fuck would we agree to come into this human meat suit to experience life? If we were already fucking perfect and we could choose between soul evolution and pain and discomfort and, and all of that that comes along with being a human or just being blissfully unaware of all of it because we're already enlightened and ascended, like why would we choose to do this? Why would we choose to come here? You're literally supposed to grow and expand. And I, I think we've forgotten, part of us has forgotten that that shit's hard, right? Growth, expansion, evolution, change. It's fucking hard and it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be. So I think we've, over the decades, we've been culturally conditioned, like these qualities, these things have been conditioned out of us. You know, Chloe, stop. Sorry, guys. I think I will, every time I hop on here, I think I'm going to probably yell at my dog to stop licking herself incessantly because it's it's funny. She, it's like, she knows that I'm focused on something else. So I'm not going to focus on her. So now she's going to do the thing that I don't want her to do, which is like not her flesh. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking stop. Stop it. I love you. Sorry, guys. Um, But these things have been culturally conditioned out of us, right? And so now we're not, or the vast majority of us, myself not included in this uh, anymore. And a lot of you guys aren't either, but the vast majority of the population, we're not challenging ourselves. We're not stretching ourselves. We're not growing ourselves. We're not expanding ourselves. So there's a very big part of our soul evolution that's missing, right? And, you know, I think subconsciously a part of us knows we're here to grow, evolve, expand, change, do all these things. And those things can only come from discipline, from, consistency from, from working from, from all of those things. So again, this is my lived experience when I wasn't doing those things that were growing me, changing me, expanding me, I experienced greater levels of anxiety and depression. So, um, and again, that's from being hyper feminine, right? I experienced the same thing, burnout, exhaustion, frustration, both in a hyper masculine state and in a hyper feminine state, but for different reasons, right? In the hyper masculine state, I was doing too much, which was exhausting me physically. In the hyper feminine, I wasn't doing enough, which was exhausting me mentally and emotionally, right? So what I have found is that hyper masculine is not the answer and hyper feminine is also not the answer, right? So we originally were pushed and pushed and pushed on this masculine uh, way of being, right? Constantly do, 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 go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And now we're being told the exact opposite. Like, don't do anything. Don't achieve anything. Don't pursue anything. Don't push yourself. Don't, don't do too. Like, so we collectively as a society have, this pendulum has swung in the opposite direction. And I don't think that's going to yield the results that we want anyway, or either. Uh, and I think that, and I know that because it's been my lived experience, right? Like I was literally hyper-masculine, went all the way to the other end, hyper-feminine, 
felt the same discontent and dis-ease and discomfort in both. And so now what I've come to understand is that it's not about being either masculine or feminine. It's about striking the synergy of the two. And I don't want to say balance because balance connotes equal, right? 50, 50. And it's rarely 50, 50 in my experience. Um, we, each situation, each scenario, each person individually has their own ratio of these two energies, right? Ultimately, these are the energies of creation, right? And it's the, the alchemy of these polarity dynamics and the art of creation that we're really talking about here. So it's not that you need to be 50% masculine and 50% feminine and you need to like, constantly make sure that you're balancing out these two. It's about finding the appropriate ratio, depending on the situation, the circumstance, the season, the person, all of that, right? Either way, whether you're making a baby or you're scaling your business, the equation still calls for the penetrative energy of the masculine and the receptive energy of the feminine. Always, always, always. Again, just in slightly different ratios, depending on the situation. And we see this dynamic play out absolutely everywhere. Absolutely everywhere, absolutely everything contains both of these energies. Again, these are literally the energies of creation. These, this is life force energy, okay? And today I want to apply this concept specifically to scaling your business to six figures. That coveted mark, right? That somehow signifies that we've quote unquote made it, right? And it's definitely a milestone that a lot of us put up on a pedestal, Right. And I want to say two things about this kind of idealization of the six-figure mark. One, be careful. That that kind of idealized energy, that shit can be really, really toxic. And, uh, you know, simultaneously make sure it's actually something that you want and not something that you think you should want based on who's around you. Number two, understand that six figures isn't some magical thing. There are people who literally piss and make six figures who aren't nearly as amazing and magical and incredible as you are. <laughs> okay. So right now I know if you're someone who's never hit that six figure mark in your business specifically, you probably do think it's like some mystical magical, like, how do I do that? How do I... And honestly, it's simple. Six figures is simple. Again, it is the blending and the bending of the masculine and feminine energies. It's truly practical magic. And today I want to discuss first the practical side, and then the magical side to actually scaling your business. Okay. All right. So let's dive in. Let's start with the practical side. To scale your business, you need three things. Practically speaking, number one, you need an offer. Number two, you need someone who's ready to receive the offer. And number three, you need a, a way to receive payment. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> like, let's stop overcomplicating this. Okay. Let's stop telling ourselves that it has to be something so much harder just because it has not happened for you yet in this present moment does not mean it is some complex, hard thing. It's, it's not, you're making it complex and hard in your head, right? You're creating limitation where it does not exist. Okay. There are people scaling businesses right now with one offer. There are people scaling businesses right now with 25 offers. There's no right or wrong way to do it, but I will always, always, always advocate for the most simple way, which is this offer audience payment method, period, right? So let's break this down. If you're new, if you are a brand new entrepreneur starting your brand from scratch, you want to start a product-based brand or a service-based brand, okay? Th then you start from scratch. Number one, create your offer. What is your offer? 
right? So let's talk about the offer. Uh, let's talk specifically in terms of a service-based business, like a coach or a mentor or something like that. You want to create an offering, right? One of the easiest ways to create an offering, and I teach this uh, method in my Build Your Brand Bootcamp, which the replays are available here on the podcast and on YouTube. Um, it's the, I believe it's module five of the Build Your Brand Bootcamp. Um, which is your brand UP, which is your unique process. So if you'd like to go and watch that entire episode or listen to that entire episode, please feel free to do so. Again, BYB module five here in the audio feed and on YouTube. Um, but I, I teach offer creation in two different ways. One, you can find the intersection between three things, what you're really good at, what you're really passionate about and what the world needs. So you can kind of look at that from like almost this triple Venn diagram situation. And there's a workbook to kind of walk you through this if you do the Build Your Brand Bootcamp with me. Again, BYB Module 5. Um, or you can take the one person, person business model method, which is Dan Coe's method, um, where you essentially look back on your past, like the last three, five, 10 years or whatever, and you identify a problem that you experienced previously. You identify a solution that you created for yourself within the context of that problem. You then take that solution and turn it into a process, and then you share the process. That's the way I did it with Wild Branding Co. Uh, I have eight years of 100% self-taught experience in branding, marketing, and digital design. And I did that. I learned that. I acquired those skills over the last eight years because I had a problem. I then created a solution for myself and then I shared the solution with the world. So the problem that I experienced was that I was a brand new entrepreneur. I wanted to present myself professionally, but I did not have the funds to outsource my marketing materials, my branding materials. So uh, I, I taught myself how to do it. I taught myself Photoshop. I taught myself uh, Canva. I taught myself Procreate. And I learned these skills so I could create beautiful standout branding materials for myself, right? And then I've turned that into a product and a service for my audience. I can either do your branding for you. You bring me on and I, I do all of it for you. I just handle all of that. Or I can teach you how to do it, right? So now I've got these two facets to my business that that I serve people with. So uh, that's because that's been my own lived experience. That's my favorite approach to really offer creation, right? Nail down a problem that you had for yourself, come to understand. And again, I give you step by step by step by step by step how to do this in the Build Your Brand uh, Bootcamp Module 5. So go and listen to that episode. I'm not going to, it's like a 30 or 45 minute episode. So I don't want to dive into it all here. But you're going to create your offering. And again, I highly recommend if you're doing a service-based business to create it around a problem that you once had and have uh, now solved for yourself. And then you turn that solution into a process that then becomes your offering. And once you have that one signature process, you can then repurpose it into different uh, containers, right? You can utilize your one unique process within the context of a one-to-one -one container. Like this is the process that you walk your one-to-one -one clients through over the course of three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever. You can also use this process to walk uh, or within the context of a one-to-many container, like a program, a course, um, a mastermind, something like that. So you're taking this, this one process that you've outlined for yourself, and now you're walking a lot of people through it at one time, right? Again, either a course, a program, a mastermind, something like that. Uh, and then you can take that one big process and kind of break it down or chunk it down into more niche specific offerings, right? So for me, niche specific offerings uh, over the course of my you know, learning how to be my own creative director, essentially, there was uh, 
two kind of chunks. There was skill mastery, which is what I've already shared. And then there was also self-mastery. And within the self-mastery, there were things like womb work, shadow integration, um, personal growth and development, all of these things. So I can do like smaller niche specific offerings tailored to those individual topics. Uh, and the same is true for the skill acquisition, right? I can teach you specifically how to market. Uh, and even more specifically under marketing, I can teach you copywriting, right? I can teach you how to write. So you have your one big overarching offering or process, and then you can chunk it off into smaller ones. And that ultimately is how you build out a very comprehensive product suite. Okay. But for the purposes of scaling, just do it one time, create your one signature offering, your one unique process and launch it as a one-to-one container and as a one-to-many container. Okay. And maybe you launch it three or four times in a year. And over the course of launching it three or four times in the year, you get really fucking good at facilitating that particular transformation. You begin to grow your audience by, you know, bringing more people into your world. And you get so much social proof by the people who are entering into this container with you. You get proof that what you're doing, what you're teaching actually works. You get proof that you are actually capable of facilitating change for other people. Right. So not only are you building social social proof, not only are you building your ability to facilitate change, not only are you creating transformation within the collective, but you are also simultaneously building your self-confidence and your brand confidence. Right. So you're going to create your offering. Then you're going to build your audience. And I mean, guys, there are so many different fucking fucking ways that you can build your audience. At the end of the day, though, the way you're building your audience is by sharing your unique process. And I don't give a shit. Anyone who sits there and says, I, I, what if I give away too much? Like, you already have a fucked up mindset and you should not be an entrepreneur just yet. If you are worried about giving away too much, you're in the wrong fucking business. And, you know, if you do want to maintain entrepreneurship, you want to stay here and you want to continue, then you need to make this shift and you need to make it like yesterday that there is no such thing as giving away too much. The more you give, the more your audience trusts you. The more you give, the more transformation can occur. And people, and you're like, also stop minimizing and like minimizing what you have to offer, the value that you have to offer. Anyone and everyone can teach uh, the process that you're going to walk people through. Like, Nine times out of 10, your process is not going to be unique. The only thing that will be unique about your process is the energy that you bring to it, what I call the flavor, right? So it's essentially the same three to five steps, but how is yours slightly different than someone else's and someone else's and someone else's? So the only, you're not just bringing the knowledge that you have. That's not the value that you truly bring to your offerings, to your clients, to your containers, to your spaces. The value that you truly bring is your energy, your perspective, your lived experience. That is the only thing that is not at all duplicatable. Anyone can take your unique process and, and you know, claim it as their own and sell it on the internet, <laughs> right? Yes, it is your unique intellectual property, but unless you like trademark it, anyone and everyone can go out and sell it and, you know, claim it as their own, but they cannot duplicate your energy. They cannot duplicate your lived experience. They cannot duplicate your unique magic, your flavor, your flair that you're bringing to it, right? So get rid of this bullshit mentality that I'm going to give away too much because you fucking can't. You fucking can't. And you will see the more you give, the more you have to give. There is a never ending supply of the value that you can give when you're willing to fucking give it all. 
right? So you're building your audience by sharing your unique gifts and sharing it in the way that only you can share it. And again, there's a lot that goes into this. Check out the Build Your Brand Bootcamp if you haven't already, because I go in depth about your uh, unique, um, excuse me, your alter ego, your vibe check. Um, you know, there's there's so much that I go into. The entire first module is about rooting into your unique authenticity, your truth, uh, which is really going to play into your ability to build a warm audience who's ready to receive whatever the fuck you put on the internet, right? So you're going to build your audience. And again, for more on that, then visit the BYB bootcamp. Uh, but for now, also just understand that you build your audience by sharing your message. Like it's that fucking simple. You create posts for Instagram and for Facebook. You create TikToks for TikTok. You create YouTube videos. You do a podcast. You just fucking share. And when you share, you like, you share abundantly. You share unapologetically. You share lovingly. You share freely, Right. And your, your, your audience growth is going to become a natural byproduct, right? All right. Number three, the last thing that you need tangibly, practically to scale your business is a way to receive payments. You can take payments through PayPal. You can take payments through Sprite, Sprite, through Stripe. Uh, I use a platform called Moonclerk. Um, I mean, you can even use Venmo, like, but, but this is an important piece uh, because if we're talking from the magical realm, like a, an energetic realm, uh, money is a feminine energy. She flows. She is a current sea, right? A sea of current. Um, so she, she likes a safe place to land. So having that uh, standard operating system established for yourself, for your business, having a safe place for your money to land when she, you know, comes into your field is really important. So just set that up right? Just, just fucking set it up. You can do it in like five seconds. <laughs> it's really simple. Okay. Now, if you're a more seasoned entrepreneur and you're in the process of refining your brand, or maybe you've been in the game for a little bit for a hot minute and you're not seeing it, maybe you've been at this, this shit for like five, six years and you still haven't hit six figures, then this is an opportunity to really assess which piece is lacking, right? Is your offer lacking? right? Is it, is it lacking in your confidence of the offering? Like you don't feel super confident in your ability to facilitate transformation. You don't feel super confident in the quality of the, the containers and the offerings that you're, you're, you're sharing with the world. Is that something, uh, is, uh, you know, it lacking with the actual effectiveness? Like is the process, is there something off with the process where you're not receiving very good feedback, where people aren't actually getting transformation? They're not, you know, nothing's really happening. They're not seeing progress. They're not seeing results, right? So is the problem, is the disconnect with the offer? Is the disconnect with the audience? Does it need to be bigger? Does it need to be warmer? Uh, do you need to ditch the mentality that I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm going to give away too much. I'm going to give away all my best stuff. So I can't, I, you're holding back right? You're, you're withholding in some way because that's going to energetically impact your ability to grow an audience. Um, right. Do you have some kind of limiting belief around your audience that it does need to be bigger? Um, or in which case, if you think it needs to be bigger, like look at, understand why do you have a desire for a vanity metric? Or do you truly believe that you have grown an audience, but it's an audience full of the wrong people, in which case that's going to require a shift in your language, a shift in your messaging. So you can be begin connecting with the right kinds of people, right? So is it an audience issue or is it a payment issue? Like, do you absolutely hate PayPal? Like I do. And you're still working with PayPal because it's PayPal and it's just easier, but really you're like actively and energetically blocking your ability to receive more payment because you, you don't want to work with, with the platform that you've 
selected to receive the payments through, right? So you're, you're literally cock blocking your ability to receive the payment because you don't want to work with the platform that you're trying to receive the payment through, right? So like, there's like a, a block happening there, right? So do you need to change uh, your platform? Do you need to set up a new standard operating procedure? So receiving payment is easier. Um, just some things to consider, right? But at the end of the day, practically speaking, the way you scale a business is very simple. One offering or essentially like one process. And then you can repurpose that one process into a one-to-one offering and a one-to-many offering. Uh, an audience, someone ready to receive the offering and a way for them to pay you. Like that is it. So I need you for just a second to like, Take, take the, the thought, the belief in your mind that it is hard to make six figures, take it out and just like set it to the side because that's all it is. It is a belief. And as long as you continue to invest in that belief, as long as you choose to, to maintain that belief, to still believe that belief, then it's going to continue to call all of the shots in your business. So I need you to take it out of your mind right now. Like just set it to the side and, you know, entertain another thought. Let's together do uh, the process called The Work by Byron Katie. And let's just like engage with this. So the belief is making six figures or scaling your business to whatever, you know, whatever desired income level. Uh, let's just for the sake of this, make it six figures. It's hard to make six figures. It's hard to scale my business to six figures. So the process, the work with Byron Katie, the first question is a series of four questions. The first question is, is that true? Is it 100% true? that scaling your business to six figures is hard. You might say yes. Okay. If it is, let's go to question two. Can you 100% prove that it is hard to scale your business to six figures? You might also continue to say yes, because that's been my lived experience. Cool. But you can't deny the lived experience of other people, people who are literally sitting down to take a piss and making six figures while they're doing it. Right? So there is evidence to refute the belief that you have, which then makes the belief not real. Do you see how that works? So it might be real in your version of reality, but in someone else's version of reality, six figures is nothing. It's chump change. It's pennies in a bucket, right? So we begin to open our consciousness to different versions of reality, right? Now let's go to question three. It's hard to scale my business to six figures. How does that belief make you feel? Makes you feel like shit, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel defeated. It makes you feel deflated. It makes you feel like it's never going to fucking happen for you. It makes you feel like you're busy watching it happen for everyone else. And you're wondering when the fuck is it going to be my turn, right? It doesn't make you feel good, right? So witness that. Why are you continuing to choose to believe something that makes you feel like shit if it doesn't, if it's not even real, if it's not even true, right? Because questions one and two have refuted it, have disproved it. So now in question three, we're witnessing. How does it actually make us feel? And then question four, who would you be without that belief? If you chose to once and for all set aside the belief that making six figures in your business is hard, who would you be? Give yourself time and space to, to, to sit with that, to really meditate on it, to really feel into it. Who would you be without that belief? There can be lots of different answers, but at the end of the day, ultimately, you would be someone who was free to make six figures because it wasn't hard anymore, Right? So begin working through these things. And now we're starting to shift into more of the quote unquote magical realm of scaling your business to six figures, right? So before we shift there, let's just kind of wrap everything up with the practical aspect. Don't get in your head about it. It's so fucking simple. Offer someone ready to buy it, 
a payment to a, a way to receive the payment. Period. End of discussion. You don't have to have a website. You don't have to have this. You don't have to have. Keep it fucking simple. Right. Stay out of your head. <laughs> it's messy in there. It's noisy. Okay. So now let's shift to the magic part, right? Because it's all about practical magic. And you'll also notice that the practical aspect of this is very masculine, right? Understanding your offer, growing your audience, having a way to receive payment, right? This is very masculine. This is the masculine aspects of your business. Now, as we shift into the magic, you're going to notice this is more feminine. This is more feeling. This is more about being, right? So again, we're never going to escape these polarity dynamics. There's always going to be masculine and feminine. And earlier in your business, it's going to be more heavy in the masculine aspect because you're going to have to set up these systems. You're going to have to identify your offering. You're going to have to do the work to build your audience. You're going to have to do the back-end work to set up your payments and your emails and your all of these things, right? So it's more masculine heavy versus as you do begin to scale and as you hit six figures and beyond, it begins to shift more into this feminine space because you've cultivated a deep sense of belief, but you've also built the systems to support the expansion and the growth, right? So you you already know what the offer is. You've already built your audience, right? Now you're just in the process of maybe continuing to grow it a little bit more, really up, focus on nurturing who you already have. Uh, you've already got all the systems in place to receive payment and to get people where they need to be. Like all of that legwork is done. So you do begin to shift into a more feminine feminine, uh, heavy season of, of your business. Right. So I think it's important to understand that also, because there are a lot of really, really successful and advanced entrepreneurs who are sitting in a very feminine season of business, but trying to speak to and teach to those who are naturally in a very masculine season of their business. And there's a disconnect, right? And that disconnect is creating a lot of disillusion. Uh, it's creating a lot of anger, uh, within the online spaces. And uh, I just think it's important to be really, really clear. There are seasons in your business where you have to go hard, <laughs> where you have to put your nose to the ground and do the fucking work. And then there are seasons where you can get lit, like let your foot off the, the gas a little bit. Maybe you delegate a little bit more because you have more uh, expendable income. And uh, so it, it just shifts and it just changes, right? So now let's talk about some of the more, these more uh, magical feminine aspects of scaling your business to six figures. To scale your business, to six figures within the context of the magical realm, again, you need three things, right? One, confidence in yourself, in your offer, in your business concept. Number two, belief in yourself, in the universe, in limitless potential. And number three, faith in yourself and the process, okay? So, and uh, I'm not gonna break this down between whether you're a new entrepreneur or a new brand builder or a seasoned veteran one, because regardless, you still need these three things. You it, They're gonna be easier to access uh, as a veteran. Well, I don't even know. If you're a veteran business owner and you're not at the six-figure scale or, or the six-figure mark, excuse me, or higher, then these things might actually be harder for you. Um, you know, because you've been in the game for five, six years, however long, so your confidence might be a little shaky. Your belief might be a little shaky. Your faith might be a little shaky, right? So, you know, it, it then becomes this uh, this process of identifying, okay, is, is my problem with my magic or is my problem with the practical aspects, right? If you have an offer, you have an audience and you have a way to receive payment, then I'm gonna advise you to, to look at these more magical aspects. Like where's your confidence shaky? Where are you lacking in belief? Where do you need to cultivate a little bit more faith, right? And I want to emphasize these pieces from the perspective of manifestation. Um, I've been a student of manifestation and, um, you know, the law of attraction and of course in miracles and all that shit for about a decade now. And 
You know, one thing that the self-development community really likes to promote is gratitude, like sitting around in gratitude and affirmations and all of these things and really raising your vibration. And I had this epiphany uh, several months ago. I was like, you know, there are a lot of shitty people in the world who have a fuck ton of money, right? Like arguably some of the worst humans on the face of the planet have the most money. And I would argue that those people aren't sitting around writing a gratitude journal, they're not sitting there doing their mirror work and, you know, constantly, maybe they're affirming themselves, but not in the same way that like law of attraction to like, I love myself. Like they're not sitting around doing that. Right. Like the most horrible humans on the face of the planet who hold the greatest amount of wealth are not sitting around doing this shit. Do you know what they do know? Do you know what they, 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 they are doing? They're radically honest about what they want. And they're 100% unapologetic in the belief that they get to have it, that they deserve it. That That's what they're doing. That's what the worst humans on the face of the planet who have the absolute most access to money and abundance, that's what they're doing, right? They, they know what the fuck they want and they believe that they get to have it. So I personally think that's the missing piece to effective manifestation. Being a radically honest about what we want and then unapologetic in our belief and ourselves that we get to have it. Um, and right now I'm doing a lot of shadow integration, specifically with the practice of existential kink and really allowing myself to admit what I really want, right? Whether it's something that I quote unquote shouldn't want that's been deemed as shameful by my ego and and society at large, or it's just something, you know, that's quote unquote good that I want. Either way, it's been this process of allowing all parts of me to exist, the good girl and the bad girl, right? It all gets to exist. It all is welcome. And when I shine the light on my shadow, those parts of me that I'm supposed to resent and deny and ignore, when I shine the light on all of those parts, then they stop holding. And I want to do a podcast episode on this in the future, but they stop having power over me. They stop controlling because essentially guys, you're, if you're not aware of this, your unconscious mind is calling the shots. Like everything in your life, existential kink teaches that, uh, having is evidence of wanting. And so there is some part of your life or excuse me, some part of you, an unconscious part of you likely that really, 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 really wants your shitty financial situation that really, 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 really wants that really toxic relationship that really, 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 really wants to stay unhealthy and, and discontent with your body, right? There is a part of you, an unconscious part of you that is, that just finds great pleasure in all of these things, um, because it sees all of it, the pain, the disgust, the, the shame, the resentment, the, all of it, all of it as part of the human experience. And you came here again, going back, why the fuck did you come here to, in the first place? You came here to experience all of humanity, the, the vast spectrum, the pain and the pleasure, the beautiful and the ugly, like it's all beautiful, but it's all sensation. It's all pleasure. It's all amazing, right? You're, there's, there's a part of your brain that thinks it's all amazing, right? The conscious part of you thinks it's all amazing. 
the ego then comes in and intercedes and that's where the shame gets planted, right? That's where it, it basically like your, your conscious mind is like, oh my gosh, all this is so beautiful. It's so amazing. It's so, oh my God, it's amazing to be here. I'm a human being. I fucking love this. This is so fucking cool. And then your ego comes in and your ego is basically like putting sunglasses on your conscious mind and they're sunglasses of shame. So instead of seeing everything is amazing, it sees everything is shitty and it sees what everything could be if it were different, right? So our ego is what then kind of blinds us to all the beauty that's all around us, the beauty of the human experience by putting on this filter of shame and judgment and disgust. And ultimately those are the seeds that then get planted in the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is what then goes about creating experiences to affirm the said judgment, criticism, lack, scarcity, all of these things, right? So there is a part of you in your unconscious mind that is affirming absolutely every, every shitty circumstance in your life right now. And, uh, it, it then becomes a process of admitting that embracing that, accepting that indulging in that so that it stops having so much power over your present lived reality. Right. And then you can begin to manifest plant new seeds and manifest what you actually desire. So if you're sitting there, uh, with a business that hasn't generated six figures yet, understand that there's a part of you that really, really likes that. Otherwise it would not be your lived experience. And you might be like, Logan, what the fuck are you talking about? I absolutely do not want this. You consciously do not want this, but there's an unconscious part of you that does. And I'm going to invite you to explore that. What part of you is really benefiting from your current lived situation of not having hit six figures, Right. And again, I want to do another episode on this because it's been so monumentally shifting and life-changing for me. Um, but that's where I want to begin this conversation about the magical aspect of scaling your business to six figures. Understand that there's a part of you that really, really likes that you haven't gotten there yet. My guess is because you don't have to play all out. You don't have to go all in. You have nothing to lose if you don't go all in, right? So you're not going to go all in um, and, and you're just going to continue to hold yourself back. Again, all of this is unconscious. So I'm not telling you that you're consciously aware of this. Maybe you will be now at this point, now that I've mentioned it, but begin to explore what part of you really, really likes the fact that you haven't been quote unquote successful yet. Um, but these are the three ingredients to scaling your business from a magical standpoint, uh, confidence, belief, and faith. And just my cultivation of these three things has been a lifelong journey, one that has been exponentially more intense over the last decade, more specifically over the last three to five years. So I can't tell you right now, like how to, I mean, I, I could, but for the sake of time where I know we're running a little long on this episode, um, I just really want to bring these things into your awareness, right? Where are you lacking in your confidence in terms of yourself, your offer, or your business? Where are you lacking in your belief in terms of yourself, the universe, and your access to limitless potential? Where are you lacking in your faith in yourself and in the process? And how can you begin to patch some of those holes so that from a magical standpoint, you can begin to make progress towards scaling to six figures, right? And then it's the combination of these two things, the practical and the magical that then work together in alchemy to ultimately create the lived experience that you desire, i.e. scaling to six figures, right? And this is something we are going to go in super great detail in my newest offering, Launch Mavens. It just launched. It is one of my favorite programs to run. It's basically a three-in-one program. The first four weeks is all about offer creation and honing your unique magical craft, right? Your unique gifting to the world. The, the second uh, set of four weeks is all about 
uh, designing your unique launch process so you can wash, rinse, repeat, and get your offerings out into the universe as often as humanly possible. And then the last four weeks is you launching together. So when you join Launch Mavens, you will actually uh, have your first or your next launch around the end of the summer, last week of August, first week of September, which means you can begin the autumn with a massive cash injection into your business and a huge wave of impact and momentum moving into the fall, which is fucking incredible, you guys. Like there's so much momentum to build and expand your business and your brand in the second half of the year. Uh, you know, when we're talking about, like, there's just so much potential, right? You can do like uh, Black Friday sales, like all kinds of stuff. Like the second half of the year is by far my favorite part of the year, uh, energetically speaking, but there's also so much potential for creating momentum and really growing and scaling. So it's a great time to be really focusing in on this aspect of your business. If you're, if you're asking me if you want my opinion. <laughs> so I'm going to drop the link for Launch Mavens here in the show notes on the podcast and on YouTube. Check it out. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions at all. But essentially, if you're ready to actually take your business to the next level, guys, like it's one thing to, to do the work of like mapping out your brand and having your brand story and you have your logo and your color palette and all of these little pieces. It is a completely different thing to actually take action on it. And we take action on it. We actually begin to create transformation. We actually begin to create impact when we create spaces for transformation to happen, i.e. containers, programs, courses, one-to-one, one-to-many, whatever. When we create the spaces for the transformation to happen, and then we show up and actively facilitate the transformation in a co-creative relationship with someone else, right? A client, a customer, whatever. That's when the impact happens. So I hate to break it to you. If you just have this beautiful brand in your mind and you're just like every once in a while sharing about it on social media, you don't have a brand and you're not making an impact. You might like make someone smile or make someone laugh with a post or something like that. But if you want to facilitate real change and real transformation within the collective, then you owe it to yourself and you owe it to those people who are here to learn from you to create these sacred spaces where transformation can happen. And then more than that, to share them confidently, often, right? And that's exactly what we're going to do inside of Launch Mavens. Again, first four weeks is offer creation. Second four weeks is launch strategy. Third four weeks is actually actively launching with me and a group of badass babes in your back pocket cheering you on the whole fucking time. It's going to be incredible. I'm so fucking excited. Click the link. I'd love to see you inside. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions. Uh, But aside from that, that's what I have for you today, love. I love you so much. Thank you for joining me and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.